Hey everyone, it's Mike Andes, and you're listening to the Business Bootcamp Podcast. Today we are going to be talking, I'm going to be sharing what I feel I've learned over the past several years and how I've changed as an entrepreneur in the evolution of my career. So before we get into that, a big thank you to the sponsor, Gusto. If you haven't already, go to gusto.com, that's G-U-S-T-O.com slash bootcamp, and try for 90 days... 90 days you can try out their software and see if it works for you. What does it do? It does payroll, it does automatic transfer for your employees, and it keeps track of all their benefits. I promise you, over the next two months before the end of the year, you want to take advantage of this now, see how it works, and implement it in 2019 from the get. Check it out today. Go to gusto.com slash bootcamp. Now, today, I'm not going to make a long episode, but I wanted to kind of, someone asked me, was interviewing me, and they asked me, what, how I felt I have personally in my own career sort of learned or what, how I evolved as an entrepreneur. And so I responded back to them and I figured I wanted to kind of make an episode out of this as far as those of you have listened for the past three plus years now that I've been doing business, business bootcamp podcast, which is uh, kind of mind boggling, but it's been over three years now and uh, it's been four years here pretty soon, actually, I think. I'd actually, have to, it's it's like a long time, and uh, so I wanted to make this episode and just kind of relate what I had shared with the interviewer that uh, that was talking to me about what I've kind of changed, how I've changed my approach to business, and kind of the evolution of my career in entrepreneurship. So number one thing I've learned, and for those of you who might not have listened for a long time, I I'm involved in quite a bit of things, and in my mind, I'm really just. At the start, it's just a very much of you know the first inning of a long nine-inning game for me. Uh, however, I am involved in multiple different things. So I have Augusta Lawn Care Services, and uh, we are just launching a new division of the company called Pro Labor Services, which does more like moving and uh, handyman repairs. But Augusta Lawn Care Services, what I've done for the past four, four almost five years now. And uh, that does landscaping and excavation and lawn care and mowing and all of that. So we have two locations that does the mowing and the landscaping, etc. cetera. Uh, so we started, just started Pro Labor Services. Uh, I, have, I own an Anytime Fitness location, uh, a franchise, uh, so I'm a franchisee for them. And then also I have this podcast, Business Bootcamp Podcast. And then I also run LandscapeBusinessCourse.com which is a course that teaches landscapers and aspiring entrepreneurs how to create a successful lawn care and landscaping business. So I have this podcast. I have that podcast for Landscape Business Course. Then I have uh, Barbells and Business, which is uh, another podcast for the gym and helping gym owners make their gyms more uh, efficient and more profitable. And so that's kind of all the things I'm up to. And those, all of those things have you know, really been birthed in the past five years. So the question that I was asked and what I want to talk about today is really in the past five years, what has changed my approach to business, my approach to entrepreneurship? And the three things that kind of stood out to me and when I was answering this question in the interview, the three things that I said just kind of off the cuff and raw are the three things I want to share today. Number one, I've learned, and I guess not not so much as learned, but uh, it's become more of a reality that people come over profit. So people over profit would be the first thing that has really changed. Like when you get into entrepreneurship, when you're starting your business, even as a young kid, I was always running my own little business, doing side hustles, everything from delivering, uh, not newspapers, uh, 
we did phone books, <laughs> everything from phone books to I did a, actually had a snow snowboard and ski uh, kind of shop where I would sharpen the edges and wax the boards and things like that. And just a variety of different things that we would do. We li- used to live on a golf course for a while, and I set up like a table and would sell sandwiches and you know go to the store and buy stuff in cases and then sell it one by one out on the golf course, and did that. So like just a whole bunch of different things that I would do to try to make money. And so when you start getting into business and things, it's just an evolution of that process of just making money. And so at first, especially you start to grow your business, for me, it was, I was young and I was doing it to make money. Uh, I was doing it to raise money so that I could go to college and pay my way through college, which I was able to do via mowing, mowing yards. And so that happened. And then the problem is, not the problem, just like what happens is as you go down that road and you start your career and you start getting a little bit older as I was out of my teenage years and into my twenties and stuff like it, it has to become, it has to become more, the, uh, more than the money because once you get the money and you're kind of like safe, quote unquote safe, and you're not like going to be out in the streets uh, or, you know, without a home or like not being able to afford things. Uh, once it gets beyond that level, there's got to be some other big, per- a bigger purpose for you to continually strive for. And, so for me at first, you know, as usual for a lot of people starting their own business, it's about the money. It's about, you know, trying to make more than you could if you were working by the hour. And so that's how it started. And, but as, as I've gotten more and more involved in other things, as more and more the business has grown and become more successful, I really begin to value the people that I hire, the people that work for me, the people that work with me, and the team that I'm building, I value them much, much more than the profitability of the companies that I run. Not to say that I don't look at the numbers, not to say that I'm not always obsessed with the P&Ls and the quarterly reports and annuals. Like, that's not, I'm not discounting those things. Uh, I, I'm very much of a numbers person when it comes to those things, and I love, I could spend hours looking over numbers and analyzing figuring out certain things and within the business as far as efficiencies and ratios and all those things like that's the MBA training that comes out in me and I can do that I can go down that vein and look at the numbers and things uh so I'm not I'm not discounting the the importance of knowing your numbers and making sure you are running a profitable business because without a profitable business, you can't hire more people. (laughs) And so you have to have the profitability. You have to have those solid numbers. You have to have good revenues in a growing organization. However, as that becomes not, I don't want to discount. I don't want to even take for granted the fact that the business that I'm running are profitable or that like, I'm not discounting that. I'm not taking it for granted, but once they cut to a certain place, uh, for myself, it become much more important about the people that we're working with in that organization. And it also becomes very important to me about thinking long term, because in the short term, I'm okay. Like I'm going to be able to eat, I'm going to be able to I have a roof over my head, and the businesses are safe financially. And so you really start to think long term. And when you start to think long term, you really do begin to think about your team. And so when I say people over profit, this is the deal. Which is what some people get me wrong. People, some people, sometimes people think people instead of people over profit, they think like I'm saying people are better than profit. Like take people instead of the profitability of your company. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that you got to take people over profit in the short term 
Because in the long term, this whole game plays out. In other words, if you take the people that work for you and you create a team and you put people over profit, in the short term, yes, your profitability might be affected. But in the long term, I just so believe down at the core of my being that it is going to play out in the long term. Long term, the profitability of the company will be greatly enhanced by you, especially at the beginning, putting people over profit. And when pe- when I say that, people are like, well, that doesn't make sense. Well, this is the deal. Turnover is one of the biggest expenses people don't look at on their P&L. The cost of losing great employees because you didn't treat them right or you didn't compensate them correctly or you didn't invest time, energy, resources, training into those individuals. And so losing great talent is a massive cost. It doesn't show up in your P&L. It's hard to track. But that dollar amount, I guarantee you, is far beyond any sort of money you will invest back into the employees that work for you. So number one thing I've learned and the thing I've really evolved to grow into as an entrepreneur is people over profit. The second thing is again around people and it is it really comes down to the fact that as you grow and scale your business, you can't do everything. Like uh, like even if there's things that you want to do, even things you think you're good at, there has to come a place a time when you realize that someone else doing 80% of the as well a job as you is better than you doing the job. So I might be able to be really good at, say, marketing or sales over the phone or whatever it is, but eventually I have to let that thing go. Even if someone else is going to do 80 or 85% as well as me, I have to let that go because if I don't, I will become the bottleneck within the organization. And so this is something we talk a lot about within our company, and we just had a meeting this past week with our office staff and really talking about the growth of the company, what the bottlenecks are, how we can eliminate those. And so if you as the business owner become the only person that can answer the phone or the only person that can do sales calls or the only person that can manage a job or the only person that has to talk to uh, clients that are over X amount of dollars. Like if you become the bottleneck within your company, it will absolutely stifle growth. It'll reduce the morale of your, your, the people that are reporting to you and it will absolutely suffocate your company from growing to its full, full capacity. And so I really do believe in delegation and really you have to accept the fact that people are going to make mistakes. Like when you delegate to them, they're going to make mistakes. They're going to disappoint you. Like just count on that. Do not expect your employees to do things as good as you as the owner. Maybe there are areas that they're better at certain areas than you. Maybe you're not a numbers person. Maybe you find a great CFO type person. Maybe they are really organized and you're not. So you make them a COO you know, more of an operational hands in the business day to day person because you're kind of heads in the clouds. What, but whatever it is, but when usually when it comes down to a small business, especially when you're first starting out, you have 10, 20 people, you are really starting to having to let go of things that you are good at and having to realize that they are not going to do as good a job as you. They are going to make mistakes. They are going to say the wrong thing to the client. They are going to. Uh, perhaps not do what you would want them to do in every single scenario to perfectly optimize the running of the business. And you just have to come to grips with that's the facts of growing and scaling a team. Like you, you, there's no great organization, no great movement in history that was ever completely in and of itself from beginning to end based upon one sole person. There might've been a leader. There might've been someone that really spearheaded a movement, but there was no movement without a large group of individuals. So you look at the Amazons and the Microsofts and all the companies that we look 
to in this day and age, as far as great businesses, hundreds of thousands of employees. And the, the, the impact they've had on the world and the history and technology and our livelihood is phenomenal, but it took a massive amount of people to do that. And so if you're going to create a team that's going to do something special, you're going to have to have people on that team. And in order to have people, you're going to have to start delegating. You're going to have to start handing off the things that even you think you're the best at, even the things that you feel are your strong points, eventually you're going to have to hand off. And so that's a humbling thing to do. It's also a very nerve-wracking thing to do as a small business owner. When you are scaling the company, and even financially, it might you might be a little bit on thin ice, but you have to be able to delegate. You have to be able to do that even when it is nerve-wracking, even when you... As you're listening to someone on the phone, you're kind of curling your toes because you would be you want them to say something differently. Or you want to just pick up the phone and do it yourself, but you realize that if you do that, you're going to become a bottleneck within the organization. And so you have to allow them. You have to give them permission and you have to give them the latitude, your employees, give them the latitude to make mistakes. Go out and try things on them their own. And realize that them doing an 8 out of a 10 is a whole lot better than you trying to do 10 out of 10 on everything within your business because eventually that fall that breaks apart and eventually that plays out so that's number two number number two thing is i would delegate and that's something that i have had to learn over the past several years it's something i'm still trying to do it's still it's something that i've gotten better at but have a whole lot more uh much much more i got to do better at i'm i tend to be slightly more inclined to be more of a micromanager detail oriented and, and like perfectionist and so letting go of those sort of things is what I have had to do in the past several years. Third thing that I mentioned in this interview was uh really just cuz the question kind of came up about before that before we talked about how I've evolved as an entrepreneur we were talking about time management and kind of how I have a lot of things that I do in different industries and in different locations and online offline and in you know, everything from lawn care to the gym industry to uh, you know podcasting and video down to mowing lawns and trimming trees, like it's so all over the place, right? And so many different moving parts and different things and different teams of people. Uh, some people that are freelancers I've never seen before that work for me for the podcast and the course and things like that. Uh, I have landscaping crews that are labor type individuals and are you know incredible workers and then I have professionals and then you got uh, people that are trainers and things like that for the gym so there's a whole bunch of different types of people different things going on and so they they were asking about like time management and work-life balance and all of that and so what I told them is my the third thing I'm going to share today is you know I talk for number one I talk about people over profit that's something I've evolved into in the past several years uh, number two is delegating and realizing that someone else's eight out of ten is better than your ten out of ten doing everything within the, within the business because in order to grow you have to delegate number three is that there's no such thing as time management I really don't believe that there's any such thing as time management I think it should be called priority management the real the reason for this is because like uh, I heard someone say one time that I don't want to manage time. Sorry, sorry. I don't want to do time management. I want. I want to. I want to manage my time in a way that I dominate it. I don't want to just be managing it, and I don't. I definitely don't want time to be managing me. And so, as entrepreneurs, as business owners, we have the opportunity to to really create our own schedule and do what we want with our time. And so, I feel it's not time management. It's priority management. 
And that's how I look at my day is I really try not to look at it in terms of blocks of time, but I try to look at what I need to be doing and then I figure out what's the most important at this moment in time. What is the most high, the highest priority at this moment in time? Because in 10 minutes, that priority might, ch- the, my priorities might change. If someone, one of my crew members gets hurt on the job, all of a sudden everything else that was in my time schedule, my time management calendar, all of a sudden that's negated because all of a sudden there's a new priority that just took rulership and I have to address that thing because it's the most important thing to me. When I'm with my family, it doesn't really matter a whole lot as far as other priorities or other things that are important that are happening within the business. If I'm with my family, this is something I'm still working on, but that I have to prioritize that and it's priority management. So I say, okay, family at this moment is number one. And in my mind, I kind of like take a block and slide it to the top. Like I, that is the most important thing at this moment in time. So that means like phone needs to go on silent, focus on them, focus on you know the few minutes that we have together. That's the most important thing. That's priority management. Uh, it's not like, hey, I'm gonna be here for an hour. That's all I got. It's just like, look, at this moment in time, they're priority number one because they're not priority number one throughout the day many times. Uh, throughout the day, there's other things I'm doing. I'm 100% working towards other business things in the gym and, and online and then at the, in the landscape business course and then at, at Augusta and the landscaping thing. So like all these different things I'm doing, fighting fires, but then also prioritizing strategy and things like that within the company. And so when I do get with my, with my family, for example, that becomes a different priority, a higher priority, the highest priority at that moment in time. You know, on Sundays, my priorities completely change and switch much towards going to church and being with the family, being with my friends, getting more social time. That is family time. That's kind of my my day of rest and the time I set aside for spirituality and the things that I do. Uh, and so that's that's my release there. And again, priorities change every day. Sundays, it's a completely different priority set. Uh, throughout your career, priorities change. Throughout your relationships that you go through, married, single, etc., you are going to have priority changes. And so instead of time management when it comes to all the things I do every single day, it's really about priority management. It's like, what's the most important thing right now and can I get it done in the next you know, X amount of time? And then I just slot that in. So for instance, for me, myself, I use just the reminder app on my iPhone to keep track of all the things I need to do. And so that can range and usually anywhere from five to 20 things that need to be done. And then what I can do is throughout my day, every single time I have a split second, I'm able to scroll through that and see what I can knock out. What's the most important thing to knock out right away? What thing is takes two minutes and just a quick phone call versus an hour or two or you know half a day? I just scroll through those. I'm constantly in my mind kind of checking certain things off. I am adding to that list. So if I'm working out and I get a great idea, I just put it in the reminder app. Uh, if I have, am in a meeting and I get an idea about something else, this is something I'm trying to do is trying to focus more on the task at hand or who I'm talking to. But sometimes in meetings and things, I'll get an idea for a different part of the business or something I need to address or a reminder. That just goes in the reminder app and so I can leave it alone and I can focus on what I'm doing right then and there. Priority management, I really try to prioritize the people in front of me, the, the, the meeting I'm in, the company that I'm currently working with as far as the gym or the landscaping company or online, like whatever I'm trying to do, I pri- that's priority. But for me, I try to keep track with the reminder app and then instead of blocking out time for those things, I just 
I'm constantly asking myself, what's the most important thing I can be doing right now? And so that's when it comes down to delegation is what of those tasks can you delegate? And so that goes back to number two is what are the things that you can take off that list and have someone else do for you? And so that's, that's kind of how I look at it. I do not believe there's time management. I don't believe that some, it's not something I think about. Don't, I'm not saying it doesn't, doesn't uh, affect anyone or it doesn't exist. But for me, I really think of my time as much more fluid in terms of priority. So instead of, it's not time management, it's priority management. What's most important to you and what you do with your time is a really good reflection of what your priorities are. Let me, let me say that again. What you do with your time is a really good reflection of where your priorities are at. Because if something is most important to you, if it's high priority, you're going to spend time on it. You're going to make sure some stuff happens. If, like I said, if someone got injured on the job, all of a sudden they're, the most, they're high priority and so they get my time. Uh, if your family is a priority to you, you will sacrifice certain things in business or time away from the office to be with them because you're prioritizing them as a, you're managing your time in form of giving your priorities your time that you have. And so that's those are the three things that I've kind of evolved and changed the past probably five years as I've been to grow as an entrepreneur and in my career is number one, people over profit every single day of the week. And I'm willing to take the short term hit in profit to keep the people on my team satisfied and happy and on my team long term, which in turn, in turn really does play out in the profitability of your company does grow if, if you do put people over profit. Number two, learning to delegate, learning to be able to hand things off to other individuals that you thought you were so good at, but having to let go of those things, I've had to learn how to do that. Third thing, with all the moving parts, the different businesses that I run, time is, time is not, it's not managing time. It's not time management. It's priority management. Thinking in terms of what's the most important thing I need to be doing right this second, and then figuring out how I can lay aside number two, three, four, five, and six to focus on number one, do that, and then move on. Those are the three things I've changed, the three things I've had to learn, three ways I've evolved in the past few years in my career. Again, you've been listening to Mike Andy's, that's me, on the Business Bootcamp Podcast. Until next time, be great, because nothing else pays.